Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. All right. Well, how's everyone going? Good? You sound good? Yeah? Let me just find my place here. Well, obviously, we had an election yesterday. Most of you will be aware of that. If you're not, you might get a fine, I suppose. <laughs> um, and I, I was, no real surprises in the, in the results, I suppose. Uh, we're going to pray this morning just... Uh, that God would move. Um, I think what's what's interesting is we're potentially, as as you will know, potentially looking at three years uh, very similar to the U.S., where unfortunately wokeism and the left could could make some very strong moves. We pray that is not the case. And some people may be saying, "Oh, gee, you're, you're getting very negative," you know, before anything's happening. I I pray I'm wrong. I really do. But unfortunately, the Labor Greens' core are very woke and they're very um, um, left of centre. And so um, what am I talking about? Well, obviously, when a party supports abortion up to birth and now we're talking about even a little bit after birth uh, and then we're talking about LGBTIQ issues that are dominating society for one or two percent of the population, and yet it dominates society, corporate world, education. And so, unfortunately, the Labor Greens stand for this stuff and push this stuff. And we can see it with Joe Biden in the US and the Democrats, pushing, pushing, pushing all the time. And so we're going to pray. I'd love you to stand if you can. And we're going to pray because we need to be praying. We need to pray the Bible says to pray for your leaders. We honour them. We honour the democratic process. We're not sort of beating drums and declaring war. But what we are saying is we've got to be praying because we're dumb if we don't see the reality of what the political situation is like. So let's lift our hands. And Lord, we bring to you this morning our nation. And we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would have your way. For some reason, you, you allow kings to come and go. And you ordain them. So this morning we ask and we uphold Anthony Albanese to you. We ask that you would honor him and bless him. We ask that you would speak to him, that at the core of his heartbeat that he knows you. And Lord, that we ask that you would move on his heart for righteousness. Move on his heart for goodness, for godliness. And Lord, we pray you'd surround him with good godly people. Lord, we pray that the voices of righteousness would speak up in Parliament and that you would prohibit bills that would come against your truth and your morality. And Lord, we pray that you would move in our nation. We need a move of God. We need you to move in our churches. We need you to move in our cities, in our families. And so we say, come, Holy Spirit. Have your way in our nation. Have your way in our lives and in our churches. We need you, Lord Jesus, to come and awaken us. So we say, breathe on our cities. Breathe on our nation. Breathe on us. 
Lord Jesus, we say come and have your way and let your kingdom come and your will be done in Australia in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah, give him a hand this morning. Fantastic. Jump straight to Galatians 5. Galatians chapter 5, it's often titled uh, Paul's passage on living by the Spirit. And so that's what I want to talk about today, living by the Spirit. Galatians 5, verses 16 to 25, we'll have it up there, I think. And Paul says to us, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. It's probably enough said for today, isn't it? That's a very hard thing. I mean that. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried letting the Holy Spirit guide one day. You ever tried it? It's very difficult. Very, very, very difficult. In the first hour, you might succeed. Second hour, you're faced with a challenge and you say something, you say, oh, and you think, that was stupid. That wasn't led by the Holy Spirit. I don't know that I've ever done a full day truly led by the Holy Spirit. You might think, well, sack him. But the truth is, it's a very hard thing to do. It gets worse. <laughs> then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. Does anyone resound with this? this? This is the human condition. Unfortunately, sin entered the world many thousands of years ago. And ever since then, the disease of sin has been rife through our lives. And unfortunately, while we're here on earth, we are in a battle. We're in a battle between these two opposing forces that are always trying to gain attention in our lives. And so for you and for me, this is the daily, hourly battle of living here on earth. And so these two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you're not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life would not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Now, it's going to take us the rest of our lives. It might take us PhDs and all sorts of different uh, learning things to even follow the first sentence. And so how on earth would we encapsulate the rest of that passage in our lives? There is only one way. It's truly yielding more and more of our lives to living by the Spirit. Now, you might think, and, and some of us who maybe grown up in church, you might think, 
well, that means, you know, more speaking in tongues. I have to be bold. I have to, uh, you know, share my faith with everyone. I have to be an incredible evangelist. I have to really, uh, you know, pronounce to the world my spirituality. None of that is what this is talking about. How do I know that? Because we look here at the fruits of the Spirit. It's not talking about doing all the stuff. How will we know? It's, it's not all the evil stuff, the good stuff. Let's go through it again. How will we know you're living by the Spirit? Because you will have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We can speak in tongues all day long, Paul says, but unless we have these things and unless we love, it is worthless. It is useless. Useless. And so sometimes we overemphasize, if we say living by the Spirit, you might think, wow, I must float on a cloud. They must be always you know, having visions and all this sort of stuff. Sometimes that stuff is more self-centered and puffed up than anything else. I'm not saying it always is. But sometimes that stuff is to drive our own ego to make us feel spiritual. But when we bear the fruits of the Spirit... That's how we know we're living in the Spirit. If we can have self-control, if we can have dominion within, that's what the word self-control means, if we actually have dominion over our own lives, over our own issues. I could kind of stop there. It's kind of enough for one day, isn't it? But, but this is what Paul is talking about. It's, it's not all the other stuff, the fluffy stuff, the good stuff that really we need. We need all of that. But unless we have this stuff bedded down, all of that's not going to do much. And especially in a day and age where people are looking for flaws in Christianity like never before. I heard uh, on the news last night and this morning, uh, you know, and, and you can tell the media are really scared if Peter Dutton becomes the new uh, leader of the Liberal Party. Why are they scared of Peter Dutton? If you've seen Pauline Hanson's cartoons, you, you've got to watch them once and see who Peter Dutton is in that. But anyway, aside from the point, but uh, it's a good laugh. However, he's a godly man. So the media already are tiring him with that. They don't like him. He's a good man. He's done an amazing job in defence. He's done an amazing job in politics for a long, long time. They already don't like him because they don't like his God and they don't like your God. Don't fall for the media BS. It's a whole lot of it. It's a whole lot of it. And so this is a part about awakening. It's not just spiritual awakening. It's being aware of the evil that is rampant in Hollywood and in our media and in our world. Being awake to this stuff, having a look at it, look at the deeper layer, the deeper level, and we will begin to see how the enemy uses all sorts of things. And when we wake up to that, we begin to become awake spiritually because we know, God, you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to move in our nation. And, and I pray that maybe this, uh, maybe this wakes us up and makes us realize, wow, we have no hope but for a move of God. We have no hope but for a move of God. And so it's one of the things about realizing that what's going on in this world is to really then bring it back to a micro level. It's very easy to have pot shots, isn't it? And I can, I can do that all day long, have pot shots, name names and all sorts of things. But at the end of the day, the whole living by the Spirit is very micro. It's like a one meter radius. If we can gain dominion over the one meter radius around us, then we're going to bear some pretty good fruit. And so when we gain dominion over 
this little world around us in the spirit, when we're listening to him, when we're following him, when, you know, things aren't going our way, when we're still having self-control, patience, goodness, kindness, all of these things, then we know we're beginning to live in the spirit and by the spirit. I want to give you an example. I've, I've used a similar one before, but we have a pain of a dog, but he's the most gorgeous thing in the world. Um, but, you know, it's bittersweet with him. And uh, he's, he's an Australian shepherd dog. Why on earth we got an Australian shepherd dog and we've got sheep? I'll never know. But we have an Australian shepherd dog. And um, funnily enough, he loves chasing sheep. And uh, I don't know why. <laughs> it's in his genes, I think. But um, anyway, we, we, we've put up a house paddock. We've got a farm and, and we put up a house paddock, you know, roughly an acre or something like that because we're like, this should keep him in. He's got a whole acre to enjoy. He's got everything. He's got, you know, you know everything you could possibly want. And yet he is determined to get out of our beautiful house paddock where he's got everything at his fingertips, food, snacks, treats, you know, pats, whatever, to get out and go and roam and go and find other things. But this is exactly what we are like. And this is what Paul's saying. If you always want to go outside of living in my house paddock where the spirit roams and where you are free, to always go into disobedience and into law, then you're not going to get freedom. You'll get the law. Because our dog, once he's been free, he, he knows I'm going to have to get some food tonight. So he comes back with his tail between his legs. And he, he knows he's going to get a kick up the rear for me. And he'll get tied up for about... 12 hours, and he, he doesn't like that. And so he knows that when he's disobedient, he's foregone the, foregone the freedom of the house paddock, and now he's chained up. And it's exactly what it's like for you and me. When we forego the freedom that is right around us of living in the Spirit, uh, the gifts of the Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit, living in, in that free realm that we have because we think there's something better in another paddock, in another realm. So we go and wander and it's like, oh, it must be better there. Or maybe I can do this. It's 11-11, by the way. And we just, we keep, you know, we keep chasing after other things we don't know but we're putting a chain around our own neck because we're going back into law when we start thinking like an unbeliever what are we doing we're going back into law when we start doubting what he has said is true we start going back into law when we start thinking we have to work harder for our salvation we're putting a yoke of slavery around our neck and so living by the Spirit means to be free. It means to be free of obligation from man, from woman, to be politically correct. From obligation to systems, from obligation to all of this stuff. And you might, you might think, but I've got to do all this stuff to live. The, the issue is, are we bound by that stuff or are we free from that stuff? We might still have to fulfill obligations and go to work and do stuff like this. But are we living by the Spirit? I want to run you through a, a checklist. I know for me, I have to do certain things, which I've explained to you before. And, um, you know, I, had, I do a man-made podcast and uh, I get some funny comments back from guys generally in interstate and overseas who listen in. 
um, because some of the things I do uh, are, are not normal things, but I do those things, and Karen does a whole lot of things as well. To, to Paul says that he beats his flesh. And I feel like sometimes that's what Karen and I do. We beat our flesh into submission because we know, A, from a health point of view, we have to, but also from a spiritual point of view, we have to. And so there are certain aspects, uh, and we're not perfect by any stretch, but I'm just letting you in a little bit into the, the world that we live so that we beat our flesh into submission because if we don't, then we know what happens. The flesh takes over. You have to fight the cravings of sinfulness. You have to fight the, the, the depression that wants to come at you. You have to fight the negative feelings, the fear, the anxiety. Now, some of those things are real and they are absolutely uh, conditions and I'm not making light of that by any stretch. But what I'm saying is some of those things come from the stuff that we put in. The, the, and I'm not just talking about food, but actually the environment that we put ourselves in. If we have dominion over the one metre radius, we will probably gain dominion over the two metre radius and the three metre radius and then our relationships and then our job situation, our finances. All of that flows when we have dominion over this. This little bit here, self-control. And then when we, when we have self-control, then we can start actually explaining things to others. I, I, I find it, uh, if you ever, you know, no, I won't go down the track. Um, in business, in business, um, I find it interesting sometimes because, you know, if people don't know me, they may not know my background in business. And so, um, and I used to do a lot of uh, businessmen's uh, speaking gigs and things like that and other, other speaking gigs. And people would come up and they'd, they'd tell you their business story. And, and particularly if people don't know you, um, and, and they're really proud, and, and I would, I'd stand there and, and want to give them some, some pearls, but their cup is already full. Don't ever be a full cup. Don't ever be a full cup. Because the truth is, there's always wisdom from someone who's done bigger and better and bolder than you and me. <laughs> and so gaining, gaining this self-control often means self Awareness. Self-awareness. It's a big word. It's not just about IQ, it's about EQ. <laughs> and so it's one of the things that today we will gain authority when we can speak the language. When we have enough self-awareness to actually live by the Spirit and say, no, I'm not going to say that. No, I'm not going to put my agenda on that person. No, I'm not going not to go down that track because what they're needing right now is something else. I, I find it interesting. I have some people I associate with who I've, I've been praying for for years, actually, to come to know Jesus, and, and I believe you know they're well on the way. But it's always a tension, isn't it? How hard do you go? Do you, do you go until the relationship snaps? Or do you just keep praying and keep chipping away, hoping that, that God will do something? Well, I don't know about you, but I've snapped a few relationships. And once you've snapped them, you never get access again. It's gone. Now, we trust God is big enough and he's in control. He'll get them anyway. But I know for me, keeping relationship is very important. And so when I keep relationship, I've then got some kind of authority into the situation. I can not only pray for them, but I can also share with them. 
And it might mean being self-aware enough to know, okay, they don't really care about a whole lot of stuff that goes on on a Sunday. They don't really care about a whole lot of things at church. In fact, it's a whole different language to them. But what they do need to know is that you're a, you're a good dude, you don't hate me, and that actually if I have a real issue, maybe you're the one I'll call one day. I want to give you an example of that. Probably for 10 or 15 years, there's one of those guys. And uh, a few years ago, and, I, and I've, I've ebbed and flowed. How much do I share? How much don't I share? And, you know, kept in contact and I've, you know, done things. And, and um, the, he called me one night some years ago and said, okay, we got some weird beep going on right now. And, uh, and, and I just thought of you. Can you come and help? And so... I went around to his house and there was some weird going on. There was some demonic stuff happening in the house and, and all sorts of stuff going on. And, and, it, and it, was a, it, was a, it, was, it was it was out there. It was out there. And so we prayed and, and, and God just settled the situation down. And, you know, and I, 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 I thought maybe this is my chance. This is my chance. But do you know what I felt? And living by the Spirit at that moment, I, I felt like it would be prostituting the moment to just try and claim his salvation for my own glory. And so I actually felt rebuked before I even do, did it. Ever felt like that? <laughs> just a little gentle reminder from the Lord that you're not in control and I'm not in control. But he is. You know, the lost loved one, he loves more than you do. Even as crazy as the world is right now, anyone follow Roland Baker on Facebook? Man, he is out there, isn't he? He loves stirring the pot. He just stirs and stirs and stirs and stirs. But the one thing right now he, he is hot on is the sovereignty of God. And sometimes we forget that it's not by us, but it's by him. And so living by the Spirit, I think, if you can just remember, Buddy, our Australian shepherd, pain in the bum, gorgeous buffet of a dog. <laughs> and we can remember that we're actually free right now. Where you are right now, you are free. You are free to live in whatever direction you want. You can go as crazy as you want. You can feed every sinful desire if you want to, but you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Or we can be as free in the paddocks that he's given us to enjoy that freedom right now. To enjoy that freedom, not from being bound, not under any law. not We don't gain anything by working harder or even praying harder. God loves us as much as he will ever love us right now. Praying more will not gain more love. Working harder will not gain more affirmation from the Father. He loves you just as much now as he will in 10 years' time, no matter how many people you've got saved. And so... True sonship is really walking in true freedom. And I want to just, I want to see if we'll stand this morning and get the worship team back. Because it's an interesting thing when we take such a big topic like living by the Spirit. But I want you to have a think of your life, the day-to-day -day things that you do. Living by the Spirit means doing them well. Doing them well. I know waking up on a Monday morning is difficult. 
But we can, this, that's why I jump in a freezing cold pool every morning, because I have to beat my flesh into submission to make it wake up and just get alert. But all of these things, all of these things are totally low-level things. But it's interesting how Paul says to us, I don't want to just be preaching all the basics all the time. I want you to get onto the, the real heavy-duty stuff. But sometimes we've got to go back to the simple things, gain dominion over our lives in the simple things. That means over today, over your mind. And we're going to pray in a minute for some of you who struggle in the battlefield of the mind, this, this war zone that goes on in your mind. Because it is real. Mental health is, is real. Confusion, anxiety, fear, all of this stuff is real. Absolutely real. But I believe God has the power to take that stuff away. But sometimes we have to take his weapons as well, living by the Spirit. That means taking every thought captive, taking every thought captive and make it absolutely submitted to the Word of God. When the enemy comes to you and says, that's not real, you're a liar, and he tries to put fear on you, you take him captive. You might have to storm the bedroom for a little while. You might have to, I bought a Chinese sword a while ago. It's kind of just a prophetic -y thing and it was on discount as well. Don't buy a Chinese sword because you can't wield it. It, fall, it will fall apart. Balin has reminded me of that many times. If you wield this thing, it's dangerous. It will literally decapitate someone. But you might have to take some active steps to take down the enemy in your house, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your work situation, in your bedroom, in your, your region. You might have to take authority. And that doesn't mean being an idiot. It just means take authority. Maybe take authority over yourself. And then when we start taking captive every thought, then we begin acting on His Word on his promises, on what he's telling us to do. And this very week, we start living by the Spirit. Now, I want to encourage you, if you start acting on some of the things he begins telling you, some things he'll say, don't do that anymore. In fact, for me, normally, when I'm living by the Spirit, he tells me more of what not to do than what to do. Stop saying that. Stop thinking that. Don't, don't do that. And then he begins to teach because he have to, has to empty the cup before he fills it. And so in comes the voice of the Spirit, removing some stuff, and he begins directing, gently directing us, leading us, guiding us. And so if, if you're one of those who struggle in this area of the mind, and it's, it's by no means something to look down upon or feel bad about, the truth is most of us face that stuff at times. I want you to place your hand on your forehead. I want you to take authority over your own body, over your own mind, your spirit. And so today, Lord Jesus, we take captive every thought that sets itself up against the authority of Jesus Christ. And we command any negativity, fear, depression, anxiety, dark thoughts, suicidal thoughts, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we make you subject to the name of Jesus. 
And we command all of this now to go in the name of Jesus. Leave in the name of Jesus. We take authority over all of these things in the name of Jesus. And we ask, Lord, that you'll fill our minds, our bodies, our spirits with the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Holy Spirit, come and fill us today. I pray that you'll teach us how to live by the Spirit in our relationships. Teach us how to live by the Spirit in ourselves, to have dominion within ourselves. Holy Spirit, I pray you'd come right now and fill us with your anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. We're just going to worship for a couple of minutes. I want you to, just as an act of worship, just free yourself and worship. Lift your hands, lift your voices. And let's just spend a couple of minutes just worshiping Jesus. You, you, you do not know something may happen just in these next couple of minutes that just breaks stuff off, shakes stuff off. When you touch heaven, when you connect with Jesus this morning, let him do something this morning.